Welcome to Behavior Babes Podcast, presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. Thanks for joining today. I'm excited because I have an opportunity to share with you a clip from an interview I did with Andrew, who is the conference chair of the Ohio Association for Behavior Analysis, or OABA, where I'll be presenting next week at their conference. In this interview, you can learn a little bit more about me, Dr. Kelly, Behavior Babe, but also about the topic I'm going to present on, which is the ethics of effective advocacy. So let's see. It starts back in 19... No, just kidding. Um, I first encountered behavior analysis specifically when I was doing my undergraduate degree, and I always knew growing up I wanted to be a teacher. My parents um, like to remind me and tease me that I used to type them notes and like leave them under their doors. I used to run school on the army bases where I was living um, and older kids would come over and like take classes from me. Um, I don't know what I was teaching, like maybe spelling or art. I really like art. Um, we even had recess, very important. Um, and this would be on top of like a full school day, just not like a summer game. So. I apparently always found a love for learning and teaching, and um, when I was doing my undergraduate degree, it was in elementary education, there was a flyer for a part-time job. It said six to ten hours, and I thought, I can handle that with my classes, um, and it said behavior analysis. Oh, actually, it said ABA. Um, they had used Lovas's name and said autism, and all of those words were foreign to me, including autism. So I went to my department chair in education at the university I was at in West Virginia, and she was pretty dismissive and didn't have a lot of information. And that um, just sparked my curiosity even more, and I thought, what a great opportunity to learn. So I just called the family up and said, I don't know what autism is, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, I'm an education major and I'd be happy to help or learn. And when I met their family, there's no way I couldn't uh, want them in my life. They were just really supportive and kind and caring. And I thought, this is intellectually stimulating. This is new to me. It's something my professor didn't know about. So I saw it as an opportunity to learn. Um, I worked with him for three years uh, doing really basic discrete trials, uh, like, like yes, yes, no, like, or no, no prompting, like, very rigid um, applications of what uh, was the best that we knew how to do. And this was prior to the Behavior Analyst Certification Board or just um, the year before they were being formulated. So I've been able to see uh, and live and experience a lot of changes in growth um, in behavior analysis. And so once I graduated, I thought, I wanna, I wanna do that, I wanna do this. This is, I'm gonna be bored being a second grade teacher. and. If you've ever taught second grade, that's not boring at all. Um, (laughs) But I wanted to, I just was like, there's something more here, something more to learn. And I was really curious. So I ended up moving to Massachusetts, which was 500 miles away. Um, Very cold there as well. (laughs) Um, And I, I started working. I started working at ABA agencies. I worked for the New England Center. I worked at Melmark, New England started working in public schools because I really have a love in the schools and uh, continued on after a certificate program for my BC ABA for my master's and then my doctorate 
you could say I'm a little obsessive um, sometimes or perseverative. So I try to perseverate on knowledge, um, which is much healthier than some other things I might have chosen. So it was upon graduation that I was free to leave the freezing cold and I moved to Hawaii. And it's quite a jump. It's quite a difference and a distance. But here in Hawaii, what I've done is I've been able to take what I learned in Massachusetts with advocacy, going to the state capitol. Uh, we were looking for insurance in 2010, licensure in 2012 in Massachusetts. I moved to Hawaii in 2013. So it was just like, okay, I guess what, what's going on in Hawaii? And that brings me to what I'm going to be talking about at um, the conference as well which is the ethics of effective advocacy and what our role as behavior analysts can be or should be when helping consumers access ethical and quality care. Well said. <laughs> uh, what are you excited about uh, at Ohaba this year, um, like in general? Well, it's the first conference I'm presenting at this year. Also, it was the first invite that I received for 2020 about a year ago. And I have a rule, um, maybe I shouldn't tell people, it's a made up rule, that if you're the first to ask me for a new year, it's pretty much an automatic yes. And so oh. I was excited because I could already envision and start planning for this conference ahead of time. I have friends in the area, I'm excited to see them. Um, it's an opportunity to see Dr. Heward at his home conference. He, we had him out in Hawaii as well. And also there's such a, a focus of sustainability and we're going to be playing some you know, games and looking at some really unique uh, incorporation of that into the conference. So minus my fear of things colder than 65 degrees, like, and needing to maybe buy a new jacket, like, I'm stoked to come to the conference for all of those reasons, you know, and to hear that you're on the edge of selling out with 400 is, I mean, okay, I got to take some deep breaths. That's a large audience, but congratulations. Yeah, we're very excited to have Dr. Heard speak, um, well, not speak, but do the book signing. And um, it, uh, some people might not know this, but the gamification um, sustainability stuff, that was pretty much all his like starting and like, fighting for um last year we he had he spoke about sustainability um and it's like one of those things where uh we have such a powerful tool in front of us that you know there are pressing issues beyond autism that you know um could be helped with this for sure what are you excited about lately in the field gosh excitement is one word um, nervous, curious. Anxious. This can go dark. It's okay. <laughs> Anxious. Um, there's a lot of changes. I think I'm excited about an opportunity for people to come together. I think we've always had that opportunity, but I'm excited to see how we continue to push and progress our field forward. Um, that's going to be done through, I think, a lot of polite and professional debate and discourse. Um, Dr. Justin Leaf and I just had a podcast episode together where we talked about like let's be let's be able to argue but also respect each other, grab a beer afterwards if that's you know your jam, and be able to do it knowing there's a shared interest to 
move us all forward, to make our services stronger, to make the science more developed, to make access more accessible, <laughs> if you will. So I, I think, you know, I'm excited to see where we're going to go. I'm also really worried, and I think people need to be skeptical um, and analytical about options and things that are being provided. So just as we wouldn't jump onto the new trend and treatments, we want to make sure that we're not, just because we're eager maybe to be involved and to help, that we're not putting aside our ability to be scientists. So I think that it's exciting. We have always uh, a great opportunity. I think as we look at what is happening in our world politically, uh, with climate, um, with all sorts of issues to be addressed, behavior analysts can be a part of those conversations. And I think that's exciting. And we're going to best be able to do that by working collaboratively, crossing disciplines, and listening, um, and being open you know, to developing our listener repertoire as well. That's amazingly put. Um... I really appreciate your time today. And um, is there anything you want to plug for? Um, you mentioned earlier, maybe like a podcast you were doing. Like, um. yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> um, I'd be happy to. I appreciate the opportunity. So I have Behavior Babe, which I didn't mention in my introduction. It is uh, started as a website and a resource for teachers and parents. Uh, actually, I was working in a public school and I got injured. No broken bones, but injured. And I wasn't able to continue to provide the services, and I wasn't replaced. And when I tried to support families and teachers, I was told, hey, you can't do that because you're um, on workman's comp. Like, you, you can't be working. So the workaround, I had one good arm, was to create a website and to give login uh, passwords. I didn't know how to do it, but I had a lot of time uh, laying on my couch, healing and recuperating. And uh, it was like data sheets, you know, things that I just thought were really practical. I had no idea it would turn into uh, an online separate persona, but we have Facebook. And as um, I was mentioning, the podcast now, which can be found on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Um, episodes. What's the podcast? It's Behavior Babe. So the website's behaviorbabe.com. My email is behaviorbabe at yahoo.com. Uh, yes, Yahoo. Um, podcast is Behavior Babe. So Try to keep it simple. Twitter, Instagram, it's all behavior babe, one word. Some other day I'll tell you if you don't know how we came up with, how I came up with the name. Uh, didn't know it was going to stick, but here we are. <laughs> how, how did you come up with it? You, oh, you, you, can't, you can't dangle that stick and not expect me to ask. Okay, all right. Um, well, it, it was really Twitter. Uh, 2009, there, was a dis there is still a dissemination of behavior analysis special interest group. And I was a part of that, and we wanted to have posting live tweets. Can you imagine being in a conference, getting live updates? I mean, a decade later, yeah, of course we can imagine that. Uh, but at the time, we wanted to put rules around it, like don't be tweeting the whole time. If so, make sure you're not in the front row. Be respectful. Maybe tell the presenter what you're doing. Again, a lot of those norms have changed. So uh, we needed... Twitter handles, right? Twitter, I think, was the first for us to, to come up with cute names. And there was, the one that I remember was Misbehavior, M-I-S-S. -S. And I was like, oh, that's so good. And then there was STEM. Like a 90s band. Yeah, 90s band. I mean, 
if you had a decade to think of it, you know, who knows what we could have come up with. But I really just kind of went with alliteration. I have a thing with sounds, and it sounded cool. It sounded neat. I, and, and you know what? I'm committed. And so that is who I am. That is who she is. And we bring free you know, resources and information. And because advocacy has become so much a part of what I do with my degrees and knowledge, although it's not what I set out to do, I have a whole drop down now on advocacy. Um, ABA Medicaid, ABA Advocacy, ABA in Schools, so it's a whole advocacy section because it's more robust than I imagined. So I separated it. It's free. Check it out. Yeah, I did actually when I was a tech. I was <laughs> asked by a parent to like help with an IEP meeting. And um, the school had their BCBA, you know, tons more experience than me, like going up against the parents due process style. And I just remember going to your website and finding some like quotes about like how to reframe or how to like reframe behavioral thinking in an IEP or something. And um, I didn't succeed in, in moving the needle at all for this kiddo, but you know, I was kind of out of my element, not really knowing much, but your website was extremely helpful. So I appreciate <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's intended to be, you know, a pool of resources. And again, another shout out to Bill Heward, um, active student responding, something I was really uh, interested in, especially for graduate work. And I couldn't find all the resources he was presenting. And he allowed me to host them on Behavior Babe. So a lot of that is other people's resources, you know, um, as well as some self-created materials. Awesome. Well, Really appreciate your time today, and um, we look forward to seeing you at the conference next week. Next week? I know. Okay, yes. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> Take care. It was nice talking with you, Andrew, and everyone who hopped on today. Safe travels, okay? All right. <laughs> Aloha. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation with Andrew as much as I enjoyed speaking with him about the upcoming OABA conference. Other presenters who are also slated to talk, Dr. Rick Cabina, August Stockwell, and the keynote speaker, Dr. Linda LeBlanc. Please join us if you're in the area. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week at OABA.